Blog Talk Radio. Now give me my theme music. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hours show and keep the brain running with the premise to talk sports on a national level. Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the fat five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates to beat their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans are great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. Yo, what up? What's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports. Of course, on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts, Boy Dev Mack, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother, B. Austin. Uh, Jimmy the Blueprint should be with us in, in just a moment as well. NFL Week 9 is behind us, and Week 10 is on deck. Um, we're right past the halfway mark of the NFL season, B. This, it may be flying by. Um, we're still healing from that L our fighting fields took in the World Series, but, you know, we don't give props where props are due, so sit back, relax, bust it up again with your brothers in the war room, the greatest man cave in the history of the planet, um, episode 652, that's a lot of goddamn episodes, 652 starts Woo. now, you can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the Body Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Exchange Tech Hotline at numbers 323-410-0012. So what up, fam? What's up with you? Man, just out here, just out here defending my little retarded nephew, Kyrie, man. You know. <laughs> It's hard these days. These dudes be putting us in these positions. So, you know, we got to go to bat I wish, for him. I wish, he wasn't a flat, I wish he wasn't a flat earther to begin with. Right. That's the thing. Like, mm-hmm. with certain people, it's like, man, if you didn't say this, it would be easier to defend you. But people are just going to think you're crazy anyway. If Kanye didn't run to the white people and the Jewish people every time he oh, got that. and kicked us in the head, oh, yeah. it would be easier oh, to defend him. That. When notice, he tries to run notice, back I didn't, to, to I didn't include black. I didn't include him. I didn't include yeah, him. Yeah, in the he, he could he could have because yeah, we already we already traded him in. We already traded yeah. him uh, for for a bag of Doritos. Um, yo, I mean the fact that we're even on the air this evening pretty much tells all the listeners out there that we did not. Powerball, somebody in California is $2.4 billion richer because they spent $2 on six damn numbers, man. Amazing. Um, Record highest lottery winnings of all time. It was a single ticket. (laughs) Yo, just like... Like like that, you you just wake up and you got more money than Jay Z. <laughs> you got more money than Kanye had three weeks ago. <laughs> you got Oprah money. Like damn, it, it's crazy. Man. And you can't you can't help you can't help when you buy that ticket. You start spending your money. Like like I'm I'm gonna give ten million to such and such. I'm gonna give ten million to such and such. I'm gonna go grab this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just 
throw a stack at all these bill collectors and tell them the EAD. And then the next morning yo. you wake up and you still got to go to work. <laughs> yo. Still gotta got to go. Yo, you be doing, yo, I be having them type of dreams too. Yo, if I, <laughs> if I hit the lot, Can't help it, man. For 2.4, I really don't think I would even entertain regular stuff. Like paying bills. I'm not paying for what? Like somebody come after me, say, "Yo, you're, you know, you got a, you got bills to pay." I'm gonna look at him and say, "No, I don't. I got two bills." <laughs> what you gonna do? <laughs> what you gonna do? <laughs> oh, they want their money. And talking to my accountant, maybe he can make me write a check or something. Maybe he could do it. He maybe no, he'll pay it for me. I can get the person from their. I can get the person from their phone. Their, they, you know, their the telemarketer, whoever it is that they got calling, I can get them to go ahead and delete whatever's in that computer for a couple of dollars <laughs> straight to them. Right? How much you no. make, homie? Uh, they giving me no, like 35000 no, to call you un- and bother you. I, I give you. I give you. <laughs> Not even. I, I, give you, I give you five grand right now to delete that. Yeah. I guarantee you they would delete that. They're not making enough to turn down five grand. And five Yo, grand a year, like flipping a couple quarters out your pocket if you got two point four billion. That's why it's it's difficult. I mean, I'm not dumb. I don't think Kyrie is that intelligent, but I can empathize because if you gave me two point four billion, I'd be walking around here on some Kyrie ish too. Like I wouldn't shave. I'd just be I'd just be wealthy. I'd just be rich. Yo, what's wrong with Bull? Yeah, he's just rich with no reason. <laughs> Why you ain't got no clothes on any of the parade? My boy wearing a leaf over his neck. <laughs> yo, yo, bull driving around with a tiger in the front seat. Yeah, bull just a Gucci leaf. <laughs> this is a Gucci leaf. You be all right. It's a Gucci leaf. <laughs> My boy ain't got no Man, socks on his feet. He's slapping the ground like that when he get out look, of that Lamborghini. Look, look, uh, he's driving around with. naked. He can't go to the gym. <laughs> no, hell, good. He don't, he don't work out. He just, he just be out here naked with a Gucci leaf on and a Gucci towel over his head and all types of weird stuff going on. Pull up his in the Lambo, open the door. All you see is a barefoot hit the street. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, I ain't, wearing no shoes. ain't got no shoes on. Yeah, yo, that's nasty. Yeah, but he, he, billing, he a billy up. He up a billy up. <laughs> oh, <right>, man. man. <laughs> So we're going to get into this Kyrie situation in just a moment, though. But before we get started, no. man, we need to remind you that whether you're with us live or not at any time on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show, The War Room, and all of the partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, uh, either on our own website at warroomsports.com or on any of the major uh, podcast listening platforms out there. So it's never an excuse to miss an episode. And I always give a shout-out to the shows that are on the network Currently putting out content now, which is, you know, the Broad Street Line, Superstars, John Appetit, On the Couch with the Wilsons, After Further Review, and of course, Tissue and the Tape for all you hip-hop heads. But, man, overall, if you go back to the War Room Sports Podcast Network archives, there's probably a good 25 to 30 shows. And if you want to go back and listen to archive episodes and stuff, like some of the shows that have been on the network... You know, time really doesn't mean anything. You know, we had people on the network 
doing shows about mental health and that kind of stuff. Like all of that stuff stands the test of time. So you can go back to the network and, and find you some interesting to listen to. Um, you know, we had shows about race relations and, you know, all kinds of programs we had on the network. Those people might not be making content now, but a lot of that content stands the test of time and stuff that they said then still applies now. So, you know, make sure you they check was, out the they network. Was, they, was buck, they was buck breaking back then. They still trying to buck break now. They, yeah, you know. <laughs> It didn't. It, it didn't matter. But yeah, we had a, a ton of shows. Maybe next next episode or something, I will start naming some of that stuff. So if you guys are interested in some archives, y'all can go to the archives. You know what I mean? All right. So hot topics. We're gonna get into them. They are brought to you by my bookie, War Room Family. It's time for you to make some money sports betting at my bookie. If you still haven't checked out my bookie, then it's time to stop wasting time and place a bet. Lay down some money on all the biggest games in sports by joining us, the War Room, and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. Again, that's mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid fast with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wagers after the game start. Can't beat that. So join now. MyBookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, one word. All cats to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. So, uh, like I mentioned in the open, man, I, I, you know, I'm hating a little bit, so I can't even bring myself to play our, you know, the regular song that I play when any team wins the championship. But you know, we want to give our congrats to the Houston Astros. Um, they've been in like what four of the last five World Series or something crazy like that. This is the yeah, second yeah. one they were able to win. They kind of got a monkey off their back because the one they won in 2017 was marred with accusations of, you know, them cheating, the whole uh, sign-stealing scandal. So they were like the most hated team in baseball. They still kind of are, even though they only have five people as holdovers from that championship team. But uh, this time they won with no – scandal that we know of right now so you know they've proven that they can still have a you know build a team and and do it the clean way man shout out to our philadelphia phillies man 87 team the 87 win team they had no business in the world series um we affectionately in our chat group called them the bats (laughs) even when they're doing well the bum ass phillies um they, they, you know, above and beyond, even though, like, to me, it's like there's no moral victories because even if you're in there playing with house money, if you're somewhere you're not supposed to be, yo, finish it off because obviously you've been there you're not supposed to be there, there is no and, – and you hear this from a lot of people that's trying to console you. Oh, well, there's next year. Eh, not really because they weren't really supposed to be here this year. So, you know, no, no high hopes of them getting back here next year. So – when you get there, man, you got to finish it. But, you know, still still proud of the bats and what the they, Ram, the what they did The supposed to be there next year. <laughs> yeah, man. 4-2. Four, four, um, shout out to Dusty Baker. Like I, I said the whole time, like, all right, when this dust settles, no pun intended, um, when the dust settles and I'm no longer angry and I'm no longer hating on the Astros, you know, I, I figure, like, if we were to lose to anybody – you know what I'm saying? A Dusty Baker managed team, 
you know, that that's all right with me in the long run. Right now, still a little salty, but in the long run, when history says that Dusty's the third black manager to ever take a team, you know, to a World Series win, you know, I'm going to congratulate Dusty for that, even though, you know, it was over our Philadelphia Phillies. As a matter of fact, Jim, ain't like two of the three now over the Phillies? I think Toronto in 93. <laughs> like, yo, like, well, I don't want to keep giving props. To, you know, you want the brothers to win, but, yo, can can, can the Phillies stop going oh, to the yeah, World yeah, Series yeah. against about, the brothers? The brothers are doing the World Series. I definitely know yeah, Toronto. This, uh, yeah, two of the three uh, black World Series managers <laughs> beat the Phillies because Toronto won it back-to-back in 92 and 93 with Cito Gaston. And uh, Dave Roberts managed the Dodgers to a World Series win in 2020. So Dusty is the third to do it all time. Shout out to Dusty and shout out to those two. But damn, can y'all stop beating the Phillies? <laughs> no, the, <laughs> Phillies the Phillies, the Phillies just go pro-black. up against a white guy. <laughs> right, 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 right. Phillies are pro-black. I mean, well, considering <laughs> their history, they, never mind. Let me shut up. They still, <laughs> they still paying back. <laughs> it's karma. It's karma, pretty much. <laughs> it's karma considering their history. Um, but yeah, and shout out to Dusty Baker. It's the last I'm gonna say about that. I don't wanna keep thinking about it. Yo, in NBA news, fellas, Jacques Vaughn has been named the new head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Uh they gave him a couple of games as a few games as the interim head coach, but he's been named uh the head coach now. I remember a couple of weeks ago everybody was talking about um, it was pretty much a done deal with Ime Udoka because Boston had given them permission to talk to their suspended coach. Why do y'all think that didn't come to fruition? How did Jacques Vaughn, with his terrible uh, yeah. head coaching record, they, they get the came job? to their senses? They came to their senses, and uh, was it their senses or did social media just? I don't think it was their senses. I think it's. I think it's <laughs> did the outrage it's, back them up off that media. ledge. Yeah, it's part social media, and it's also, like, with all, everything they got going on. It's like, that would have been another distraction. And, I mean, like, are we you know, like, Are we really going to throw another log on this fire type of thing, Jim? That's what you're saying? Yeah, like, they got so many distractions with that one team. Like, it's unfortunate, but the Kyrie situation kind of blocked me from a gig. But, I mean, it is what it is, man. Um, yeah, I mean, because you had all the his, beef. Throughout the off season, Kevin Durant wanting the coaches fired. He threatened them to leave, and then they fired the coach. And then, uh, you know, Kyrie got the Jews mad at everybody. And then the Jews got the black Israelites outside of the arena taken up for Kyrie. And then you want to bring in somebody. Now you want to have the women mad at you <laughs> because you bring in email you don't get like. Yeah, it's just a lot. It's a, it's a whole lot, yo. Like. Um, and, you know, it, it just goes to show you that as much as people say keep politics out of sports, you can't. So, I mean, it's unfortunate. Shut up and dribble. Way, in the words of a civil state, man, that's the way the ball bounces, G. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, with all of that, we end up with Jacques Vaughn as the head coach. Um, Jacques Vaughn doesn't have a flattering uh NBA head coaching record. So it is one of those things. All right, they're going to give Jacques the, the, the gig. Hero? Oh, no. They got him. They're going to give Jacques. 
pig. They gonna give Jockey the gig, and he can't win yo, nothing, yo. The, yo, the UFOs came and got damn, yo. What's yeah. popping? Oh, they knew they knew what we yo they knew what we was gonna talk about tonight, and uh, you know who controls the media. Yo, I don't want no smoke, like, but yo, <laughs> I'm hoping I'm no looking for my brother Dev. Try to make sure my brother Dev is cool, man. Yeah, like what man. was that, yo? Yeah, they got it. They got him. Listen, man, the untouchable community came and got Dev. <laughs> they got him. Yeah, oh, man. man. But anyway, man, so I'm pretty sure Dev's trying to get back home, but, you know, let's, let's, let's keep talking. Yo, uh, let me know in the chat, though, um, Neil, let, let me know if you're still there, if you can hear us, because I don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely un- unidentified flying objects, man. But, um, yeah, man, and that's our big mess, yo. What? Unidentified flying objects? No, I was looking in the chat. All right, let me see. I think that's Dev uh, there. Try letting him yeah. put the ball on, man. Yeah. Hey, yo, <laughs> yeah. hey, yo Cheetah. What's up? But yo, did you know? Yo, yeah, them, the untouchable community yeah, came and got me. I spent way too much yo. time on TikTok, B. The, un- <laughs> uh, the untouchable community came and got me, man. Yo, I don't know. Yo, yo, yo did. chat room, Neil, can you hear us? I want to make sure before we keep talking. Yeah, she said we can. Yeah. She can hear us. Hey, yo, oh, Cheetah. Okay. What's up? Yeah, but you were talking I, about Jack. Yeah, no, I was, I was trying to say, I forgot what I was trying to say. I was saying that, um, yeah, Jack Vaughn doesn't really have a flattering uh, uh, record as a head coach. So right. is this one of those things where we're going to name him, he's going to fail, we're going to fire him, and then we go get, you know, the white coach that we really want. And, again, we'll get to say to y'all, well, you had your chance. They're going to hire they're gonna hire an untouchable to come coach. They're gonna hire like they're gonna hire Black again. <laughs> Yo, yeah, I, I I don't know though, but yeah. So Jacques Vaughn has the job, so we'll see how the Nets do with all of that. But I think what we really you know need to be talking about is these conditions that they laid out for Kyrie Irving to be reinstated because, I mean, truthfully, this team being at full strength is going to be the determining factor of whether Jacques Vaughn can even do a good job, if he's even prepared to do a good job, because the way things stand now, they just don't have enough. So um, Kyrie Irving, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to lay out these uh, bullet points of what he's supposed to do in order to get his job back. And then we, y'all can give, give me your thoughts on this. One, he has to publicly apologize for the social media link to the, to the quote-unquote anti-Semitic film. Two, he has to complete anti-hate classes, including donating $500,000. Three, complete sensitivity training. Four, complete anti-hate slash anti-Semitic training. Five, Meet with Jewish leaders, including the ADL, and six, meet with team owner Joe Sy, whose text he's, he's reportedly ignored. Now, what are y'all thinking about that? What do y'all think about that? Because, you know, as many times as people have said nigger yeah. <laughs> publicly or got caught saying it, like, 
I never really so, saw them have to jump through these hoops. I mean, but we're not so, the untouchable community. You, so you, you jump, you, you jump can't do right the whatabouts. You jump right into the bottom line. You 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 got straight to the bottom line. Um, whether it's the untouchable community, whether it's it's uh, just general uh, WAP, white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, whatever. Uh, Megyn Kelly goes blackface. She gives a nice little apology. It's all good. Dom Imus calls black women nappy-headed hoes. He heads out for a little while, gets back on the air, no problem. Howard Stern, Howard Stern has repeatedly and unapologetically referred in skits to black people as niggers, and he's still on the air with the largest media deal ever, right? So there's, there's a plethora of examples out there of Caucasian America insulting black people and there's really no consequences that equal up to this. But why are we surprised? And I, when I say why are we surprised, I know no one on this show is surprised. Like, we ain't surprised. But this is buck-breaking. And some of the, some of the, the institutional negatives of behavior and mind control from slavery, yes, they have infiltrated common culture, which is when we give you, a black man, what we deem as an opportunity at generational wealth, at riches, at being famous, at whatever our societal structures, you better be thankful. You better not insult us. And what you do, we're going to break it down. We're going to Willie Lynch you. What so, A.B., you know, so, so can y'all hear me? Go ahead. Go ahead. Dan. Okay, no, yeah. I was making sure y'all can hear me. Go ahead, Jim. Go ahead. I'll switch. No, I, I was I was I was just going to add to the conversation and say that yo Kyrie Handle is too nice for all that. Like, what y'all doing, y'all? Boy Handle is right. dumb nice. Like, F O H. Um, A B for the or or Jimmy, one of y'all for for the people who might be listening who don't understand and may have heard this term this week for the first time. Can anybody explain what buck breaking is? Sure. So, in uh in this esteemed and amazing America. A part of the history is chattel chattel slavery, where black folks were considered three-fifths of a human being, which is actually referenced in this great America's constitution. Chattel slavery had bucks, which was the and, and male shout out, shout out to the five states that were still voting on slavery in this week's midterm elections. Shout out to them. And shout, shout out, out to Louisiana, who, uh, who decided to keep it in their constitution. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, that was a perfect interjection. And and the sow, which was the female slave. So um, the most common plantations that we hear about are uh, cotton, cotton plantations, and sugarcane in the Caribbean, which this stuff happened there too, but then they also had plantations specifically for breeding. And a buck was a male slave. And so Typically, as human beings and as all animals, the alpha male, the the strong male, takes on a mantle of leadership. And it was necessary for the white slave masters and those that were committed to white supremacy in the form of slavery, it was necessary for them to subjugate and break that male as an example to all the other slaves here. This is your leader. If you look at him as strength, 
If you look at him as power, if you look to him for for support or leadership, this is what we can do to him. So you see if we can do, and, and it goes as as mild as you know chastisement and 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 what we're seeing kind of happen to Kyrie to as violent and as disdainful as castration and sodomizing a male in front of the other slaves so that you look at him as weak because of his physical strength and stature and his leadership in the hierarchy right. of the uh, So the an example of that would be, like, if, if you guys out there have, have ever seen the movie Roots, um, the original or the remake, whatever you, you know. I, I haven't seen the remake, so I don't know if the same scenes are in there. So yeah, I just, re- I just realized that and said that. Like, I don't know if I've seen that remake. Go ahead, though. I, yeah, I've, Jim, I think... I think you and I have seen the original so much. I don't think we were interested. Yo, we saw the original about ten thousand times, yo. Yeah, I mean that's like that's like minutes of society for us. Like we can say the lines with the movie. Um, But an example of that would be they tried to escape and they caught them, and they strung them up and whipped them in front. But they gathered everybody at the plantation to watch him get whipped, to watch them um, try to make him say his given name instead of his African name. Um, That was a form of breaking him, showing them if you try to defy us, this is what will happen to you. And, you know, we got this strong dude here, strong-willed, you know, said Kunta Kinte at every lash until he finally broke and called himself Toby because he couldn't take anymore. That's an example of buck-breaking. So in the figurative sense – if you've heard that this week about Kyrie Irving, it's because figuratively they're holding Kyrie up in front of all of us and showing what 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 the what they have the power to do to this strong minded, strong willed Negro. And whether you totally agree with Kyrie Irving or not as a black person, like you have to see, you know, what they're doing. Even Kanye West to some extent. Like I just I'm 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 way more I'm way less inclined to defend Kanye because those are the people that you know he he's always wanted to be with. He kicks us in the head to be with those people. So when they turn on you, like I can't have as much sympathy for you. So even if you don't agree with Kyrie as a black person, there has to be some to- some sort of sympathy there in you because you're kind of seeing the power that they're wielding and showing us, like, if y'all, if one of y'all get out of line, this is what we're going to do. And it's, like, humiliating what they're trying to make him do just to be reinstated to play the sport that, you know, that he loves, that he's grown up to play. Well, I just want to add a couple things to the conversation. One is that um, mm-hmm. um, the greatest Internet troll of our time, uh, Tariq Nasheed, actually did a documentary uh, called Buckbreaking about the hit, the history of Buckbreaking. Um, and you can get that on Jeff Bezos' Amazon, by the way. Um, so that's of course you can. <laughs> you can get <laughs> but, anything on Jeff Bezos' um, Amazon. And Jeff just collected but, his money. <laughs> yeah, but um, so that's the one thing I want to add to the conversation. The second thing is I think that is – all right, so a lot of the conversation from, you know, um, the untouchable community is that, you know, there are tropes and, and, and things that are put in front of us that they want to fight against. But – this goes into like a difference of culture and understanding history. Like there are tropes for our, our community as well, such as the, uh, the one of buck breaking, right? 
um, there's history um, showing how this was done. So I don't even think they understand. As a matter of fact, I know they don't. There's a clip on online where uh, Nick Cannon is sitting down with the head of the ADL, and he mentions buck breaking. The guy says that is probably the biggest example of buck breaking recently. Beyond Kyrie was what they did to Nick Cannon. No, 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 no. So, this, this is this isn't this isn't this isn't what this isn't the old conversation. This is a new conversation. No, this no, isn't no. Him going I, at I, Nick I, I for, can be uh, just saying like that's just another example. But yeah, this yeah, is yeah. A new but what I'm saying is when, when Nick actually brings up the fact that the thing with Kyrie seems like it's buck breaking. The guy said, I don't even know what that means. Because they don't give a shit so about they don't even care. It's, it's, they don't it's about, but, it's but that, about and, them. And that's and that's my point. And that's my point. So my thing is, if we're going to talk about tropes, we got to talk about all of them. And right. how this it's like your heavy handedness is having the opposite effect. This isn't going to put others in line because like it, it's going to it's going to make them resent you. Right. Because at the end of the day, if the difference between the difference between Kanye and and Kyrie is Kanye was literally antagonizing them. Kanye went on TV and said, "Yo, I can be anti-Semitic and they can't do nothing to me." Like he he was t- antagonizing them. Kyrie was just sharing information that he the crazy link. part is didn't Kyrie, even say anything. Here's the crazy part. Here's here's the crazy part about this. Uh, on 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 um you know, yeah I mean not yay uh Kyrie high key is getting shrapnel from Kanye because this this isn't the first time he shared a doc. With crazy information, like this is what Kyrie does. Kyrie is like, you know, constantly reading in the search of trying to figure out who he is. This is what he does. He I mean, shares he books. Shared he all, shares he docs. He shared a flat Earth docs. He shared everything he gets his hand on. Yeah, yo, to, to, remember he got in because he's a, a part of the ago for sharing like free thinker movement. So he wants you to see things and figure your perspective out for yourself. I don't think he ever exactly. tries to so my, force his opinion on anybody. And, like, I, I had a conversation, Jim, with a friend this week, and they kind of seemed like like I was wrong for kind of defending Kyrie like this. And I'm like, Kyrie is not somebody – like, the stuff that he's come out to say, I don't agree that the earth is flat, and I don't agree with, you know, a lot of stuff that Kyrie says. But he doesn't do anything harmful. And I, I think, Jimmy, you made the, a great point. Like, it was a big difference between what he and Kanye were doing, but it seems like – they were on guard, like yo. The next month, we're gonna say anything is is, is getting it. We're gonna make an of, example of because of what Kanye did. Kyrie's being made Man, an example of. And, and, exactly. and listen, and and I and I and I have I have some folks from the um from the untouchable community who I communicate with because I like to like pick their brain and get an understanding of how they see things. Um, you know, I, I, I try my best I not really to be inside like of a bubble. Yeah. So, but I would but love to have a conversation is, because. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, one of the things they told me was it's literally uh, you know, based in history because when 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 the, the you know, the, the atrocities that happened to their community happened, a lot of things happened beforehand that were like, you know, weren't addressed. And, you know, nah, that's nothing. Nah, that's nothing. And before they know it, main man was like, you know, uh out here going wild on them. Like so so it's like now they're like ooh, it's like Ultra reaction. Yo, it's, it's, I mean, yeah. you give you an example. Right? It seems like, like ultra like sensitivity. Because the the conversation that like, I had. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say it's like if you get caught, like you know, what I mean, smutting something on the side, right? And then all of a sudden you get a crazy text, like, and you jump off the rails. It's like, never mind. Go ahead, Dad. My fault. <laughs> Yo, but 
But I think the the conversation that I was having with a black friend recently, like I want to have the same conversation with with a Jewish friend because, you know, I was asking them because they were kind of more on the side of Kyrie being so wrong and all this kind of stuff. So I was, my questions were like, I'm, I'm like, this is dead ass and I'm being serious. I'm not being funny and I'm not asking this just in defense of Kyrie. Like what, like, I don't understand. I don't fully understand anti-Semitism because I understand hate speech. That's easy. You know what I'm saying? But it seems like it goes way beyond that. It seems like if you say anything about a Jewish person or the Jewish community, the antennas go up, the radars go off. And it's like, like I've seen people get dragged and humiliated and, and lose money and lose deals just for saying the Jewish people run the media. They run Hollywood. They run this. They run, Like Nick Cannon, like what did he do besides say stuff like, they run it. Like, so is it bad? Is it anti-Semitic to say that somebody run it? To me, that's damn near a compliment. All right, now let me tell me that the Negro right, see, so runs I, something, and I'm like, yeah, you know what I mean? We we so we I, business this, people. This, we see, do this that. is what happens when you. This is what happens when you get out of your bubble. So I've been asking these questions, and shout, shout out to um, shout out to uh, a, a, a Judas who's uh, been on our platform before because he's a he actually will have a conversation in a civilized conversation and try to explain things. It's not like oh, yelling yeah, back and forth. But one of the things I learned is the State Department, you can actually Google this, like, if you actually Google State Department anti-Semitism, there is a link on the U.S. State Department's website um, that defines anti-Semitism, right? right. And, but here's where it gets interesting, right? So it says that um, this is a working definition along with examples, and it's been on this site since uh, 2010, right? And... Um, let me see, the uh, 31 member states of the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance, uh, IHRA, of which the United States is a member, adopted a non-legally binding working definition of anti-Semitism. All right, so here's the thing, right? You get down to this list. The first thing, the first thing that defines anti-Semitism is calling for aiding or justifying the killing or harming of Jews in the name of a radical ideology or an extremist view of religion, right? So that makes sense. You calling like the murder someone? Yeah. That should that, be anti-Semitic, right? That's just, that makes sense. That's, but, yeah, yeah so, all right, so that makes speech. sense to you, right? Now, this hate. one. Here's right. where it gets that interesting. Here's where it gets interesting. This is number two on their list, right? It says making mendacious, dehumanizing, demonizing, or stereotypical allegations about Jews, such as the power of the Jews as a collective, such as especially but not exclusively wow. the myth about a world Jewish conspiracy, or of Jews controlling the media economy. Government or other societal wow. institutions. Wow. So that's so number cool. two on their list. That comes before all kinds of other so things. So you can't even call off like, the Jews, pretty much. <laughs> you yeah, can't even call off the like, like, yo, they run everything. So, so, so there's, so there's, con- there's, context, there's context and nuance to this, and I really, really, really appreciate and salute uh, you, Jim, Jim Browski, for bringing this up and, and, and bringing it to light. And so if you go back historically and, and um, Deb, you kind of talked about having a conversation with them and understanding, and here's where culture kind of comes into play. They have 10 tenets. They have a whole lot more than that. If you've ever had an opportunity to read the Talmud or read the Torah, um, it discusses, mm-hmm. talks about 
culturally what they are to do, and they have an ultimate commitment to their culture that goes above and beyond the individual, right? So as a Jew, I can hate you. You're a Jew, I'm a Jew, I hate you. But we are committed to something greater than our individual selves, and that you better alone. Help nobody, you better help nobody make a clip out of like a piece of that sentence. <laughs> you gonna be done. Yeah, yeah. We I'm, we we gonna get taken off the air, and I apologize to you brothers in advance for this for this knowledge. This this jewel I'm about to drop. No, I didn't say this jewel I'm about to drop. I said this jewel, the jewel I'm about to drop. So their their tenets within their religion that outline their culture, it states that these are things, it's almost a natural progression for them to dominate industry and sector because of how they work. And it is, it is by definition, I'm going to share this, I'm going to send this to you guys. They are supposed to look out for one another. Their culture as written down and defined is exactly well, I'm not going to say exact. It has elements I feel all cultures should have for all ethnicities to work together, to grow, and to love, and to breed a, a, a positivity, positive outlook on the group itself. And so with that positive outlook and the commitment to helping one another as it is commanded by God, it's natural for them to take over and do these things but because they've been so successful and it has cost them where if, 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 even if we look at it in a, in a, in a microcosmic example, right, if the, the five, five brothers of this show, if, if I get hired here, of course, I'm hiring Jim. Jim, you hiring Dad. You hire, and we're going to take something over because of our commitment to our thing, whatever that may be, right? That has allowed them to influence and control policy throughout history. And there are those that have identified that and then turned that into kind of a hateful thing where it's not, okay, we're going to combat the policy thing or the political thing. No, they've turned it into a hate thing, like I hate them because they are able to do this. And that's, that's, that's what it is, man. That's what it is. And, and I'm not – See, for me, as you said, it's, you're not even able to call off them. Like, I'm not anti or against what they're doing. I'm wishing that other groups, namely my own, black people were able to do that. But because we're so strung and spread out, and every time we were together pre-integration uh, and that type of culture started to develop, it was snuffed yeah, out. Now we yeah. snuff it out on our no, I mean no, even no. now, I even now though, be it's snuffed out. It's just snuffed out in in more inconspicuous type ways. Because what do we like? Because we people always talk about how black people are divided. We're not united on stuff. We could have this type of power. We could wield this type of power. But whenever any group of black people show those type of traits, what do you start hearing from people? Oh, this reverse racism. Like I, I still hear people tell us that having HBCUs is a form of reverse racism. Obviously, the ignoramuses who say that don't know why HBCUs were necessary in the first place. But now that they're still around, because because now, because y'all let us into your circle, barely, we're supposed to just go close what we did. We're supposed so, to shut all of that down because, because like, come on, man. So like, here's a couple things, right? People amaze me. 
Yeah, a couple things I want to add to it is like I just want to get some text out. There are two great books. There's one called The Jewish Phenomenon by Steven Silberger, um, which talks about kind of what B. Austin talks about, but it's a whole text, and it gives context to what B. Austin was saying um, about culture. And culture is a big word here because, you know, there's some folks that will tell you we don't have a culture. I disagree, but um, so that's one. And the other one is in, in, in this overall conversation is um, – you know, a, a book that we've talked about uh, in the past, right? The um, the forty the forty million dollar slave, right? There's so many things from that book that come into play when you start having this conversation. It's like, damn, this he said this, like he said this. He will, so shout out to Will Roden because he wrote this book years ago. But a lot of the things that he that he said are now ringing true when you watch how this thing plays out. Um, but like I said, to just get back to the overall conversation, the heavy handedness is where the problem lies, right? Because we live in a world now where it's, it's, it's more transparent. So just how fast his quote-unquote anti-Semitism, like, you know, that I disagree with anything, you know, but that's, that's either here or there. But now your heavy-handedness is being spread in the same manner, and that's where the problem lies. And, and the thing about it is you're not going to be able to put this pill back in the bottle. Even if Kyrie was to go down that list, which I don't even see how it's possible for him to do that, considering who he is, that's out the bottle now. Like it's, it's, it's you're gonna have people because now you've already ran people to this documentary. Um, right. the documentary it's literally was trending at number one on Amazon. Dude made right. bank on it. Right. And then the second, yo, and 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 them joints going forty a watt. The rented joint is like a, it's like twelve piece. Like that's the only reason I ain't watch it yet. I was gonna watch it just for uh to see what the hoopla was about. But you know, I'm, I'm cheaper. Then I um you know I was about to make a joke there, but I'm just gonna say I'm cheaper than uh you're than most, so I didn't to their culture. You've learned something. So so I, so I used to say nothing to yeah. you. that out. I don't want no smoke. But what I'm what I'm saying is that um you know and it's funny because I was reading the um the junk got like four and a half stars and that intrigued me too. I'm like hold up, this junk got four and a half. It got four and a half star with several like it was over a thousand reviews, which is crazy. So I'm clicking on the reviews, and I got I got the dying laugh, and the review was like, yeah, Doc is cool and all, but Kyrie Handles is ill. I'm like, yo, what does that got to do with anything? <laughs> and it had me dying. But but, but so, so you already see where they're going with this. Like, so um, ESPN and all the different things, they've drawn so much attention to this. And people are going to watch this, and whether it's, it's, it's falsehoods or not, you're helping to spread these falsehoods because of your heavy-handedness. They could have addressed this in a manner where, you know, it could have been like him with the Alex Jones thing. And in a matter of a week, that was done. But now, yeah, now, yeah I mean, I saw when I saw you, when you, I saw the minister, like, you know, spit his bars this morning, I was like, oh, man, I, they made a you, mistake. You have brought about, Jimmy, the perfect segue, which is where the culpability lies with our brother Kyrie, right? No nuance, no context to the information shared and understanding what that information was and how volatile it, it is, I believe, I don't, I want to stop short of saying he had an obligation, but it's almost like he had an obligation to himself. Even if it's not an external obligation, he had an obligation to himself to provide some measure of context and nuance to that discussion of the information being shared because, some of what's in that and I kind of think that's the only place he he went wrong is that's you know, the only thing not is. really but the but the but the thing is but, but I, hold think, on, hold I think I think that was the case because Kyrie probably didn't understand it 
Curry probably didn't understand. He well, probably on, hadn't not, even. So, so my thing he is, probably hadn't even watched the whole thing by the time he shared it. Yeah, John is three hours long. I doubt he watched the whole thing. But here's my right. thing, though. He's shared all kinds of stuff. He's never been asked to give context for other books and things that he shared. Like so, I, and to his point was sometimes like you'll share things like yo, this is what I'm looking at. Like you know, and and to yeah. Jeff's point earlier about him wanting to be a free thinker or not, to, not even shouldn't say want to be because he is a free thinker. Whether you agree or not, someone who's always constantly out like you know searching for things and 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 doing what he does. So he's a free thinker. So I'm sharing what I read. You draw your own conclusion. You know what I mean? And he but his thing is he actually came out and said. I don't hate anyone. What more do you want? You want yeah, you want him to say they want him to dance, right? They wanted him to dance and and read from a script, and it, it, it's, it's too like much. It's so, that's why that's the part of it that I don't understand why people are, you know, at least especially people that look like us, why they're going against Kyrie on that certain thing. Like people keep saying, well, all he had to do yeah, was bro. apologize, but he did apologize. Yeah, bro. We, from we what I heard. There's the lack of He did. No, he did. He actually put a statement out too. But my thing is it wasn't enough because it's almost like someone I, I assume that someone hates me and they was like and I'm like, yo, do you hate me? And they like, No, nah, I don't hate nobody and I'm like, No, nah, I want you to say you don't hate Jimmy. Like, huh? Right, you gotta you, you, you gotta make him <laughs> be real specific with it and yeah. And that's what it is. And that's why I think that's why the term buck breaking has been flying around society social media and, and, and everywhere ever since this, this whole yeah, thing has started because point, it seems to be getting point. ridiculous with what they want him to do because he shared a you link. You know it's crazy. You know it's bad when you got Whitlock on Kyrie's side because even he was like, yo, this is this too much. And he always played right. like Kyrie. This is crazy stuff Kyrie said. He's like, yo, this is too much. All right. And, and, and like are we, like I asked last week, are we promoting um, – Police brutality when we share a video of a cop whooping a black person's ass or or killing somebody, are we promoting that? Or are we just sharing that so people can look at it and, you know, come up with whatever perspective they have on the situation? Like, I, I, I just don't understand why this has gotten, yeah. has gone this far and... Listen, man, I, guess I, I don't know if, we, uh, if, every, every, if every link you share is you promoting something. Because if so, man, I'm in trouble. And that's fact, Neil's Nip, in the chat, and he'll be, be sharing some wild stuff, too. The Hub and Tumblr owe me hey, some Yo, Neil, what you be promoting, y'all? Be promoting the racket. Like, um, right, it'd be right. awesome. I ain't going to get to the stuff be awesome shared over the years, dog. <laughs> We got a whole chat group for what he shared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had, yeah, we had a whole job with his name in <clears throat> the title. So yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> like promotion is just that's a dangerous word. Like you, you putting something on somebody that they may not have in, have intended. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I'm not going. You know, I'm not going to keep for him. But stuff that's happening to him. Like I, I feel like I need to to speak on that because I just think things have gone. Let me ask you guys a question. I think this far. is part of it too. I think I think geography plays a part in this too. Do you think this happens to Kyrie if he doesn't play in Brooklyn? Because I think that's part of it as well. I don't know if you guys have been to Brooklyn, but like um, the untouchable community is heavy. Nah, Brooklyn is a I'm not even, I, I wonder if that's where. 
Yeah, I wonder if that's their heaviest presence in the country. Like, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know the demographics. Like, but but no, I can contain. No, but they they are. I see. I, I understand what you're saying, and they are very heavy. Like very. So parts. I wonder well, no, if like, that has to play a part. Sport. That that has to play a part, right? Yeah. I mean, if Kyrie played for the Pacers, like, would this even be like? I mean, Probably would he play one of them flyover cities like San Antonio? Or, no shot. No played, shot. Like. Or or if he played in New Orleans, where you know, in a state where they voted to slavery. Just two days ago. Or, like, look. Would they care? Might, might play in Miami. <laughs> Miami, um, according to these latest elections, Miami don't care about nothing. They're they anti-wokeness, so they don't want no restrictions on anything. Right. Well, you know, all the Cubans in Miami think yo, they're white. So. No, <laughs> yo, it's interesting. I'm telling you, bro, the world is interesting how you take a term like woke and you kind of weaponize that and make that an evil term now. How's that evil? Right. <laughs> it's, it's evil to be woke. Woke-ass nigga. <clears throat> All right, so, you know, as usual, this is not the last that you will hear us speak of this. We'll get more answers. We'll get more context um, when that price go down or we find it on the Bobby Bonilla type site. We're going to watch the movie. Dog, this been taking um, off those jumps, man. Like, yo, all the- no, I mom, know, because we tried. <laughs> we, we tried a couple of days ago, and that, wouldn't, that joint wouldn't play. So, listen, man. I, listen, I, I'm, I might be supposed I, to say the bread, man. Watched it though. Like a lot of people are like, "Yo, I, it doesn't like they don't get anti-Semitism from it." A lot of the stuff that we heard from the beginning, listening to people who are objective and had no, you know, dog in the fight when they were watching it, like a lot of them are saying, you know, some of the actual quotes that people were saying. At least they missed that part. Maybe it's three. It's more than three hours. Maybe they fell asleep. But I know somebody who watched it said to me, like, I didn't hear um, any part of the film say that they denied that the Holocaust happened. And remember, that's one of the things that we heard from the beginning. Like, yeah, this film, mm-hmm. a part of the film denied that the Holocaust even happened. Maybe it was there. Like I said, three and a half hours, I'm pretty sure people, you know, you get down, you, you're trying to watch something that long and pecking on your phone and you might miss a couple of things. So maybe... But I will definitely, and all of us will, see for ourselves um, <laughs> as soon as we get an opportunity. As soon as we get an opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. Till then, our quote of the week. <laughs> this is the quote of the week. Until I get a public apology, this beast is going to go on for a long time. And that is a quote from Isaiah Thomas, the original Isaiah Thomas, speaking on Michael Jordan and his long 30-year running beef with Michael Jordan. So do y'all think that this beef is ever going to end? You know, since Zeke is asking, you know, he's trying to be like the untouchable community and trying to force Mike into a public women, apology. Women, uh, women I'm like, and guys that sit guys on camera never let things go. Yo, but on the real, how, how hard do y'all think Michael Jordan laughed at that when he saw Isaiah Thomas yo, say to P- Peter Messi? Until I get a public apology. Like, yo, I haven't spoken to you in 30 years. Like, I curse your name every time it comes up. Like, what makes him think Michael Jordan is even interested in this quote-unquote beef ending? Because the beef, it doesn't do anything negative for either side. Like, y'all not dependent on one another for anything. So the beef doesn't have but that, but that's why. So why would he care? That's why. <laughs> No, I don't think he does. He knows that Mike doesn't care, but again, he knows what'll make headlines. This is clout chasing. 
I know Mike don't care. Yeah, like I know Mike don't care. I know Mike is not even going to be concerned with this, but I'll put this out here. This is going to, like, you know, it's, it's going to give me a couple clout tokens right now. Put me in front of the right. world. So, Mike, it's like, Mike can live another 60 years until he's 115 years old, Jim. And so, there's Daddy, not going to be an ounce in him that says, man, I need to make up with Isaiah. They were never friends in the first place. <laughs> yes, listen, dog. Scotty, Scotty. Scotty comes out the woodworks and slanders Mike anytime he got a product dropping. Remember, he had a book dropping. He gave yep. Mike the business. So he slandered him for the book. When he dropped yeah, him he had a book dropping. Gave Mike the business. He, he slandered him for the wine. He slandered him because his so wife it's got just, caught. It's just like Mike, Mike is part of the rollout. Mike is part of people in his heyday. Mike is their rollout. Right. So if Isaiah come out with something, y'all know what it is. He said a public apology. And I would laugh at Mike. If he said the same thing about Isaiah. So it's not, you know, I'm taking Mike's side and, you know, Isaiah, you crazy. Isaiah, you are crazy because you're the one who said it. But if Mike gets on the interview and says, I need a public apology from Isaiah Thomas, I'm going to crack up. I'm, I'm the same way. Like, yo, what is wrong with y'all? Like, like I'm, I'm trying to think of an example of why either one would need each other and why it would even matter. Like, if there was some kind of consequences behind it. But... It's, it's just silly to even think, like, <laughs> if, if if Michael Jordan gives me a public apology, we can end this beef. Yo, the beef's been going on for 30 years. Nobody has. Like, you and Magic had reason to squash your beef. Yeah, like, you yeah, and Magic were friendship. damn near best friends before all of that happened. So, for them not to speak for 25 it was years, kissing it's just real silly and real petty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, was <laughs> I mean... Yeah, so so that's different. But but y'all weren't friends. Like, I, I don't know. It, it, it was a weird, weird thing to say. All right, our stat of the week, man. Listen to this. And man coverage this season. Rookie cornerback Sauce Gardner of the New York Jets is number one in pass yards allowed, 26 yards. Number one in pass TDs allowed, zero. Number one in first downs allowed, two. Number one in forced incompletions, two. Number one in yards per snap, zero point impressive, or is there something I'm missing here? Yeah, because you've been seeing no, these it's, stats it's impressive. all over the place. Because I've also That's seen the list of cats that he went up against, and yeah, I was right. like, oh, oh, he, he, oh, he out here, he out here on some Revis ish. No, my no, only question, only, my only question only is it B, and I'll ask this because B, you got more, you, you got. Defensive backfield experience here, something, you know, none of us have, have ever had on a, on, a, on a higher level. Okay, it, the numbers look great, but mm-hmm. I'm, I, I need context. How much man-to-man mm-hmm. do the Jets play? Like, are they a full-time yeah. zone team? They go man-to-man like yeah. once a game and we're, we're spitting these? Or is he really just out there locking people up? Putting well, up, you know, these type of numbers. What what is impressive, no matter how much they run it, is him in comparison to other D back. Because other people, you know, they they run a lot of man coverage. But even if, that, that's that's my only question. Like context behind how much man coverage the Jets actually run. And All right, I, so and I, they I do haven't play- watched the Jets a lot this season to know whether they're a zero or a one team. But what I will say is 
for him, even if they're playing cover two, and definitely if they're playing cover three, it, it's impressive, man. In today's game where they're legislating defense out of the game, for him to have that impact, number one, they're legislating defense out of the game. Number two, they're legislating passing in the game, so much so that you got terrible quarterbacks that are putting up numbers because the running game is going the way of the dinosaur and everyone is throwing the ball 40 times a game. And so for him to have those type of stats, you know, Patrick I'm, I'm impressed. Attempted 68 and, passes last week. Yo, dog, peep this was, though. Let me let me say something. They only real scored quick. 20 points. These are the these. <laughs> I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you some of the names Boston of some of the receivers that he Boston that he went foot, head up with, Boston right? Six foot three though, too. Mm-hmm. He's six foot three, moving like that. Go ahead, Jim. Listen though, listen. He's lined up. He's lined up in front of Amari Cooper, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Tariq Hill, Jalen Bottle, Court, Courtland Sutton, yeah. Jerry Judy, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis. In those matchups. He's only given up four catches for 28 yards. Now, peep this. One. Like, don't, like he's, he's, he might be him. Like, yeah. you know, like, he should give up more than four catches just and, and off that list alone. Right, because you should get – because if y'all go to man coverage, all of them should get at least one. See, but the only thing I'm – see, what I'm thinking, though, I'm still – I need, like – what if they go to man coverage, and it has to be more than this, but I'm just playing devil's advocate here. What if they go to man coverage one time per game? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I don't, no, in I don't that think, one time per game, they didn't even look his way. You know what I'm saying? I so, didn't watch, but all I, of that I, I, counts I, 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 in these stats because it's like, all right, we lined up in I, man coverage, but there was no catch over here because there was not even a so throw over here. I have a different, you know I have a different thing, right? So they, they, they do play man coverage more, more than just one time a game. I watched them play, but – the one thing I'm curious to see, though, is what, their, is what their run defense looks like. Because I have seen teams run on the team. And yeah, right. I don't care how good you are as a quarterback. What if, what if you, you go man like coverage? It. What if you go man coverage, Jim, and the quarterback sees you turn your back and he runs? That still counts as a man coverage play. So that's going into this stat. All right, they played man right. coverage, and there was no completion on or, his side. Or, and and or, that's all or, I'm saying. Like, or, I'm pretty or, sure or even with the context, corner. it's still going to be a level of impressive. But without the con- context, it just sounds like, like you said, I got I to I gotta watch more. The other thing that could be happening is you're doubling the number one receiver and you're saying, yo, Sauce, go take the number two and don't let him breathe. Yo, Sauce, go take the number three, man up, don't let him breathe. But they're not giving, and I don't know. I don't know. I'm just speculating, you know, just as you are. I haven't seen the Jets play at all right. this season. I mean, in man I coverage, be is still man coverage, even if you get yeah, help. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. If you it's still man coverage. Two, if you get help. He's a rookie. That's that's, that's what I'm saying. A... I mean, but you remember they used to have shows on TV that would break this kind of stuff all the way down. But you know, the the, the big networks now have realize that it's entertainment over anything so to my knowledge you don't even see that level of you know of, of analyst anymore because go to it's, it's entertainment to over you just want people that's going to scream at each other and get ratings so but they used to have shows that would break stuff down I'd be so impressed like yo they like these are the dudes that watch film but i guess that was no fun to the to the casual fan you need dudes screaming at each other. So they got all that stuff up out of there. 
But I'm pretty sure there's somebody out there that's, you know, going to break this all the well, way down 19, and show us how impressive this really is. But he, he, he's nice. They're 19th in the league that. against the run. Mm-hmm. So that, they're like 19th in the league against the run. So their run defense isn't great. is isn't terrible because um, there's some terrible run defenses out here, dog. Like the Vikings at the very bottom. Vikings, <laughs> Titans, Texans, Steelers, Seahawks, Saints. It's crazy to see the Ravens towards the bottom of the league in defense, yo. That's insane. All right. All right. Um, Ray Lewis turning over in his grave. In the NFL, man, Frank Reich. Frank Reich has been fired by the Indianapolis Colts, and interim head coach is Jeff Saturday. Now, people who don't know the situation will probably be like, okay, Jeff Saturday, he's a longtime Colt. He's a center. You know, centers are usually knowledgeable because they have to know what everybody's doing at all times, offensively and defensively. Um, so, yeah, that's not bad. That wouldn't be bad if Jeff Saturday was on the, 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 the staff. Not only was Jeff Saturday not on the Indianapolis Colts staff, Jeff Saturday wasn't even a coach. He hasn't even been a coach. They plucked Jeff Saturday off of ESPN on one of the analyst shows that I'm just talk that I was just talking about. Oh, it's the most ignorant so, thing I've ever seen. How did that happen? Like Jeff Saturday said, Jeff Saturday consults with the team. Okay, you were a longtime coach. I'm pretty sure you can call the the organization and give some pointers here and there. But but I think they're there as as they would say in D.C. I think they siphon the whole consultant thing just to make this not look as bad as it really looks. But how does Jeff Saturday step in over? everybody on that staff that's still there. Um, like, what are you saying to your staff if if somebody can't even be elevated to interim and you bring somebody in with no coaching experience <laughs> yeah. to, to, to head up so the I team? Think, I think, like, does he even know? <laughs> so I think it's a, a couple of things, right? So I think there, that it is BS. I did hear some rumors that a lot of folks didn't want that job. They didn't want to stay. That team is so bad and the quarterback is so bad. They didn't want that stink on their resume. So a lot of folks were jumping at the bit to take it. And it's almost like Jeff Saturday is doing the owner a solid because a lot of folks didn't, uh, you know what I mean? But I think it's a little BS in that story too, like because I think Reggie Wayne is right there. He's like one of their assistant coaches. And he's, he's, good a, coach. he's a receiver. He's also a Colts legend. Like, you know, let's, let's, right. I mean, Jeff Saturday is a Colts legend. He's also, not, I mean, he he's also get his black. Because of, and why, and why wouldn't a cat like Reggie Wayne, who's a receiver's coach, why wouldn't he take it? Because when this whole Rooney Rule thing goes into play when he is ready to go interview for a head coaching job, he's just going to get a token interview. They're not going to take him seriously. So why not fall into a job if you can like they do all the time? Because it wasn't offered. So, I, you know, I, I think it's – and I, I don't think they said, yo, anybody on the staff want this? Like, no, nah, I wouldn't want no parts of that. Brothers, somebody would have stepped up. Yeah, somebody would have stepped up. The dude who carried the headset cords would have stepped up for that. I'm going to go ahead like, and Because apologize. you know the thing about coaches, all coaches are arrogant, right? So even if the team is as bad as they are, somebody would have right. been like, I'll with these boys. I can get them better. That goes to show you That goes to show why cats be getting into like Professional leagues with nothing but Athleticism because coaches Are so arrogant they feel like yo Just give me somebody that can I run can, and jump I'll do you, everything else that's how, Brian, I, that's, why Justin, that's how Justin Gatlin Got a tryout on the Houston Texans 
I'm coaching. Oh my God, he runs it. He runs a nine eight. I can do it. Um, I can get. I can I'm gonna apologize you. to y'all up front and and Neil and, and the folks in our chat room if we get taken Uh-oh. off the air. Uh, but listen, what is happening to black coaches in the NFL? <laughs> Be about to Yo, say the, untouchable, the untouchable community. With, the untouchable community. Hey yo. They wouldn't. They would. They would be out here knocking down doors and making sure the Pep Hamiltons, the Reggie Waynes, the 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 Eric B. Enemies got jobs. Don't forget and about Deuce. Definitely Deuce. Great coach. Deuce and his neck tattoo would have had a job by now. Our community had the ten tenants that I shared with you, brothers, and were committed to them in support of the culture. Salute to the untouchables, man. It's not an insult. Y'all, 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 y'all got that cabal running the world, and I ain't mad at it. I'm a little jealous. Right. But jealousy might Those be anti-Semitism. Those are the thoughts of be Austin and be Austin alone. <laughs> I was about to say jealousy might be anti-Semitism um, from what I've learned today. But, um, I'm not speaking yeah, so, for the war room. Those are my. Those are definitely my. So it's. Uh, I don't give a shit. But it's um. It's weird to me that that Jeff Saturday, you know, got that job. So we'll see what 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 he's going to do. Um, they said that the hiring doesn't violate the Rooney Rule because uh, as it does not apply to an interim head coach during the season. So it does, however, apply after the conclusion of the team's season, meaning the club would have to fulfill the requirements of the Rooney Rule before they hire him as a full-time head coach. Yo, the funniest so, part about, but, but the funniest the, part about the, this Jeff Saturday hire hmm. is the fact that a couple of weeks ago he was a high school coach. He was a regular, like living a regular life. And if, like, he was right. on he Twitter. He was a high school coach. Criticizing coaches. Dude. Yo, he was criticizing coaches and players, like, as someone who's just a regular dude watching sports. And it's like, now, now you got to go up against these dudes. You got to coach these Yo, he's calling dudes bums. Like, yo, they, they your team now. So you think um, the Colts about to get the score ran up on them a couple of times before the end of the season? Hey. Because of yeah, who they're coaching. He was the planner in the Raiders. Well, I think he was, the team they're playing this week, I think he was just cooking them um, on Twitter like a week before. Like, yo, they garbage, they defense trash. Like, he was talking crazy. But, but did y'all hear the last – what I said about the Rooney rule, though, is like this is not a violation, but if the club wanted to hire him full-time after the season, then they would have to fulfill the requirements of the Rooney rule. And I'm like, that's a joke. Like, why? If you already know you're going to hire him, then you're going to call some black people in here just to waste their time. Like, the Rooney rule is like, I, I, I want to say the intentions were good Yo, behind it, but it's a farce, man. It's a waste that's of crazy, people's time. If I'm, if I'm Rooney, I don't want my name on that rule. Stupid. Wasting black people's time Because they put him on the They put him on there because He hired black coach You know what I'm saying like Yeah so, I know but that's what so, I'm saying So he's I'm supposed to be the face of this But no I'm not the face of this rule yeah. I should be the face of when you hire a black it don't coach come off that way. <laughs> yeah, It's like this, this rule is not As cool as y'all think it is This rule is terrible Cause you you you, I don't know. It's like you, pretty much throwing alcohol. I mean, you throwing 
alcohol right on an open wound because you throwing salt on the wound, whatever makes it burn the most. That's what you throw on so, the wound because I mean these people we're, we're gonna lament, just, we're gonna lament this because we're members of the media and our voice must be heard. But let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it a style while. You got thirty two billionaires that own thirty two money printing organizations that are akin to corporations. Your head coach is your CEO. They can't relate. The board the board of directors and the chairman of the board can't relate to a black man sitting in the CEO seat by and large. Well, I'm glad you said I'm glad you brought that up, right? Because I don't know if you saw uh what Dion said recently, right? And and second off, shout out to Dion because he's doing yo, like, you know, Yeoman's work. Sanders, yo, we love you so much. Like I, I love you though. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't care what he does from this point, but what he what he's done from like what he's done so far, like, is legendary in my opinion. Um, but he had a, a statement. He was like he said kinda what you said, B Austin. He said that's why for him he thinks like they should just do an expansion and get five teams and, and with with the with the initiative these have to be minority owners. Right? Yeah. And right, you yeah. just add, if y'all really I, want I, to I don't do something about besides expertise. all this symbolism. Yeah, he was like I wonder, if Jay, I wonder if Jay Z is mad I wonder if Jay Z's mad at Kyrie. And I only bring him up because I know he's trying to get in with the ends to get himself a franchise, but knowing him he would probably burn Kyrie at the stake because he's already a member. Man, of that he's still burning him though. He too busy. He too busy taking shot picks because Nas dropped an album tomorrow. But you know, <laughs> that's what they had over there. Like, yo, you wild out every time an Esco album is about to come out. Yo, I, yo, it's, yo, it's kind of at this point it's kind of weird, dog. Like, and listen, you know, I love both brothers, man. Both brothers are legends in hip hop, but it's kind of weird that when every time he drops something, you either got a verse. Yeah, like, like he be in hibernation until Nas come out. Then all of a sudden you start seeing his face. You're like, dog, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Anyway, and Nas doesn't um, have to come out. All Nas has to do is 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 promote a date, and then from that moment until that date, all of a sudden Jay Z is coming out. Right, yo, this dude is yo B. He took a photo on. Uh, he, he posted a photo next to all his Grammys, just out of the blue. They don't even like music no more. Why you do that for? Like, like yeah. you don't even do music no more. Like, but yeah, I've come out Friday, so I mean, let me let me remind y'all. And I want to know, and, and I need to know where you took that pick at, because that couch was mid. Like my couch, just as good as Jay's couch, and I ain't got his paper. So we get that Yo, couch from be like the couch was mid, and then he had them like on little trays, like like you just eat on the couch and put a tray on your lap or something. Like they were just like on little trays. <laughs> yeah, I don't that, know. That's that was, the thing. That was, he probably packed them up and took them somewhere to take this I was trying to explain to you what community that he's a part of, and in that community, we don't they don't flash. Hey, yeah, yeah. building real well. They don't wear a lot of jewelry no more. He just wear like but, a leather band point, watch that point, costs like five hundred. Yo, y'all, y'all are wild. Yo, y'all about to get buck broke. <laughs> listen though. Um, <laughs> Real quick though, Kuta Kente. Yo, stop telling me. Can't cut my foot. Yo, stop. Hey, yo, stop. But you know, hold up though. The point, the point I was making though is, what do you guys think about Dion's suggestion? Like, yo, stop trying to get like ownership of these. Because he kind of said what B Austin said. Like, if if you have something that you own, you want to put people around you trust, right? Like that's that's kind of what you do. So he's like, I'm not mad at them. He said, but if the NFL was serious 
about making change, just create five new teams. Sure. Like they'll be. We would, but but we, we would blow that too, though, wouldn't we? Like I mean, you saw yeah, Jay's probably. title staff. I mean, he put people around him that he trusts. Wow, you saw the staff. Now I'll, like, I'll, I'll shoot. You seen I'll shoot the him staff a little bit of Productions? I, yeah, like, I'll shoot him a little. I'll shoot him a little. I, I haven't seen the staff over because he bought, he bought that, that from somebody, so the staff was already there, right? Yeah, that's that's a that's the that bill. That's the bill right. I was going to shoot him. Nah. Yeah, I was going to shoot him that bill. But I haven't, I haven't seen the staff at all. I would have fired. I wanted to go down a little bit of a, a little <laughs> bit of a tangent because we brought the brother Dion up, man. Look at your Yo, man. Initially, your man we, bought we Twitter and he's firing people. He's firing the whole Africa. We, we have an affiliate of the show. We have an affiliate of our show. They gone. Yeah, the affiliate of our show that man, goes out of mafia. his way, goes out of his way to hate on Deion Sanders, and we, we, we he shall remain nameless. And I used to just defend him because he was Deion, right? But I got into actually listening to Deion because once you get past the Floridian exterior, he really is a highly intelligent brother. Yo, Fred. You a Herschel Walker, man. Dion, man. Kanye. You down with Herschel. You down with Herschel Walker, man. There's no way you're not, bro. Bro, Dion, Dion is dude, man. I'm almost scared for Dion because he kind of revolutionary on the low with what he's trying to do, and they may come well, to well, him. Fred, one of them. Fred, one of them people that I talked about, and I said, like, people still questioning why HBCUs are even necessary in 2022. Well, um, here's the thing, right? So you can't, you can't criticize H- somebody H- that's actually doing the work, right? Because like right. I said, even if Dion was to leave and go to a Power Five, which I hope, I pray, I pray that he never does, but if he I, did, but the thing is, the work yeah, he, he will, will. but it doesn't it. stop. What it doesn't change. It what doesn't he did. stop the work that he's done. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't change what he did. Right. The thing about it is, and also Fred, if, Fred, if you listen, because I you know, boys waiting for that. I screenshot some of the stuff he said. I told you so moment. Listen, I know he is, but listen, he said within a year, I got the screenshot. I saved it intentionally. I was like, oh, I'm going to save the screenshot. Yeah, that's the thing. He's so, going to say, I told you so, he, and we're going to be like, yo, that was like five years after you said it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, but, but the fact of the matter is you can't change that work, man. And there's folks out here doing the work. And I think that a lot of times on social media, we spend so much time criticizing those that, that we don't like, and we don't take enough time bigging up those that are doing the actual work, like a Deion Sanders. And I think – and this is me talking to myself. I personally hold myself accountable. Like, I want to spend more time doing that because there are brothers out here doing the right thing, saying the right thing, and doing these things, but we spend so much time on the hate that we don't even, like, show that kind of energy to the to the Dion's of the world because what he's doing is crazy, yo. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. All right, let's go. Um, I, love, I love Dion for a whole other reason, and we're going to stop giving him a blunking, but after listening and observing <laughs> his commitment, yo, yo, man, how can you hate on that? Because it's bigger. It's bigger than football. It's bigger than football. It's way bigger than football. And that's and it's but that's the part. Football can't compartmentalize because it's all about football. And you know, and one of the things that we know, and we we kind of like relate to, even though we went to different, we went to different schools. Right? There's an energy about an HBCU because I've been on multiple campuses. I've been to Howard, Hampton, Cheney. Like I've been to a lot of campuses. Like it's all, it's all and insane, there's a certain there's a certain energy that comes with all the schools. Like, HBCUs have a certain energy, and unless you've been on one. You can never relate. See, but and then people think it's just like they go to one for like a a homecoming or they go for a game or something, and they're gonna tell you, "Oh, I've been on one. Yeah, it's the band be rocking and this and that." Like, no, we're talking about something deeper than the band rocking. 
Like yeah, we're talking dog, about something like, way deeper than about that. The, the energy is, is it's like, is, is you know, know, like remember, remember when remember when Black Panther came out and everybody had that certain feeling like, oh, they saw Wakanda, they felt like that. Imagine feeling that every day when you get up to go to class. Every Woo! every single day. Oh, exactly. Every oh, single day. That's a great. That's a great. Uh, that's a great comparison right there. Like just imagine and every day. Was, thing take later every day was okay. Black Panther release day. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Every day you come out on the yard, you see them African booties. Anyway, um, man, and you get the finger pawed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Lord. All right, let's do a quick oh, NFL pick six so we can get to the phone line so we can get up out of here. All right, so um, NFL pick six this week we got the Seahawks uh, going to visit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who. They will be getting talked about in a way more negative way if they didn't have that final drive and Tom Brady didn't do what Tom Brady has done time and time again. So the 6-3 and three Seahawks at the 4-5 and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who y'all got? And this, is, this game is in Germany. It's in Munich, Germany. Seahawks. So it's going to be a 9.30 a.m. game for us. I'm going to support you. It's a home you know. game for the Bucks, but it's in Germany. I, I might not. I might not pick Brady. I know it's gonna sound crazy, yo, because I know, like, you know, um, and shout to Shady, but I might not pick Brady again, y'all. This is why I didn't want to see him come back, because, like, yo, it's sad. <laughs> it, it it damn sure is. Um, is it anti-Semitic for them to have his game in Germany? Just ask him. It's the NFL. Why ain't nobody saying that to the NFL? Right They're going to blame this on Kyrie when shit hit the fan. Um, I'm going to pick the Buccaneers. I got this sneaky suspicion about the Buccaneers because their division is trash. Somebody's going to win that division possibly with a sub-500 record, and if it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're going to get into the playoffs, and that's when that experience is going to take, take over. Not saying they're going to make a Super Bowl run or anything like that, but they mess around and beat a damn near undefeated Eagles team because they're just smarter. <laughs> and they just, you know, they, they come to – I just have this sneaky suspicion about them. So I think playing in the division that they're playing in, it kind of quiets the noise a little bit for me because I'm like, yo, if they get in, you never know what can happen with a, with a team like this once they get in. So, you know, I think they might just do enough to win that division, and then all bets are off from there. So I got them in this game. Uh, we'll see if Geno Smith can keep up the Geno magic and go to Germany and do what he does. But I got I got the Bucks in this one. Uh, we got the Dolphins going to see the Buffalo Bills. So this is the seven – I'm sorry, not the Dolphins. Um I'm tripping. I think I forgot to delete something from, like, last week. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings are going to see the Buffalo Bills. So the 7-1 and one Vikings, second place in the NFC, uh, going against the Buffalo Bills, 6-2, and two, um, tied for first in the AFC. Uh, who y'all got in this one? Stephon Diggs playing against his old team for the very first time in his career. What, what, uh, what time is this game? This is a 1 p.m. game. So Kirk might be mm. Kirk, but it's in Buffalo. No, I saw, I saw, I saw Kirk turn up on a plane. Um, I was about to say Minnesota mm. not used to that cold weather anymore because they got a a, a roof on their stadium. Yeah. so it's not like they got that. You know, so I'm taking Buffalo. I'm taking I'm taking Buffalo. 
Um, oh, one more thing before you – you might want to take that back. Um, Josh Allen has an elbow injury, so he's not even for certain going to play. But even if he does play, you know, he has an elbow issue going on right now. So just wanted to throw that in there just in case it means anything for your picks. That Josh, that Josh Allen, just and this is just hearsay, but but it's worth mentioning. He may need Tommy John's surgery. That's what they're talking. That's what they're talking about. But it's always a situation, even when you need Tommy John. Like he would be, he would, you know, they would, he would be able to finish the, the, um, the season. But it would be a painful finish to the season. But they say he hasn't been practicing this week, and his playing status is uncertain. So, I don't know. All right, I'm thinking this one. Y'all can take a y'all can take a if a if Josh plays and a if Josh doesn't play <laughs> type of pick. If Josh plays, I got the Bills. If Josh don't play, I'm taking a you know Kurt. Kurt well, he might be he might be Kurt Buzzins now because I think he might have been initiated. Yeah, he he saw him he, on the plane with gang, his shirt off and gang, all the gold gang, chains gang. on. Yeah, he's gang, gang, gang. Kurt I'm going Kurt. You, I'm going Kurt, I, you like that. Kurt, I, I got Kurt the Buzzing. bills. I got the bills. Um, we have the uh, 6 and 2 Dallas Cowboys going to see the 3 and 6 Green Bay Packers. I mean, just because they're the Packers and they have Aaron Rodgers, the only reason they still make this segment. But, you know, because we're sure at, one, at, at some point, maybe they'll play well. But, I don't know, Green Bay might just be done. Y'all, y'all got Dallas going to Lambeau and, and handling business. I got Dallas going. I would never pick Dallas on Lambeau until I. Like, but I've been watching the Packers and betting with them, and they, yo, they just look. They look terrible yeah. this year. I, I I got Dallas by double digits. <laughs> I got Dallas by double digits. And the crazy, the craziest but part. But in the back of my mind, I'm hoping Aaron Rodgers can find the magic. No in the hole. No in the bowl. No in the walk away. No in the run. Count your money. I'm doing everything the opposite in my Kenny Rogers song. I'm going. I'm. I'm gonna ride out one last time with the bull. One I, last time. Um, Cardinals. Rogers. Cardinals at Rams. Three and six Cardinals and the three and five defending champion Los Angeles Rams. Terrible. I'm um, home. I think the Rams. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Rams on this one. Just go home chalk on this one. They both trash. Both underachieving teams. They got Geno in there destroying that division. <laughs> you got the Rams. Believe, I don't believe in Korean quarterbacks. I'm going with the Rams. <laughs> hey, yo. yo, those are the four to be awesome. You got the uh, the Chargers, the five and three Chargers at the four and four San Francisco Forty ers San Francisco's five hundred, but they be getting mad respect from the talking heads. Like, I, I was listening to people talk the other day, talking about how the Eagles haven't really played anybody. And, you know, there's truth to that. But, you know, you got to play who they put on your schedule, who who's on the schedule. Um, and when they were asking somebody who was defending the Eagles, they were asking, like, well, you know, they beat the, the, the Vikings pretty pretty well, and the Vikings are the second-best team in the – in the, in the NFL right now, record-wise, with a 7-1 record. Like, who would be this test that you're talking about? They beat the Cowboys, granted, without Dak. Who would be this test? And the first name that they said was, well, they beat a team like the San Francisco 49ers. 
the Niners are four and four. And I do understand, like, the Niners yeah. have a very talented roster. They just picked up somebody that can even to make the roster even better. But how are they the first team yeah. you name? Like, they're five. Because their, their, their strength, their one strength is allegedly or supposedly, I don't even want to call it a weakness, but I'm going to say if you have to pick a weakness that the Eagles have, it's, it's allowing some folks to run the ball. And I'm not even going to say it's a weakness per se, but they're looking at the Niners and saying all the Niners can do is run the ball, and they do that effectively. And they have, you know, the white boy Archer. And uh, I, I get it. I looked at the Niners play, and they and they won games where they looked so dominant, I didn't even realize they were 4-4. Four and four. All right, so I'm also going to pick the Niners because I'm moving along. Cause, but, but what I would say is this, though. last thing I'll say is this, though, is that um, the Niners remind me of, like, Arturo Gotti, right, where you feel like, yo, he might be able to beat anybody, but also anybody can beat him. When they anybody can kick his ass. Like, yeah. yeah, anybody can kick his ass, but he might beat somebody else. Like, he might beat one of the great, like, the top contenders, but he might also get his ass beat. Like, so that they can be, they, they, they come off as one of them type teams. Like, yo, they may compete with anybody, but they also may lose to any damn body. So, I mean, they got a lot of talent and, and on the team, but I'm taking so them. much to beat Arturo Gotti. Yeah, they, you that to too. beat him and to a the, pulp so the, the, to the 49ers, the 49ers to... are the Arturo Gotti of football. There you go. I'm taking the Niners. <laughs> All right, I'm taking the Niners as well. Last one, uh, the Washington Commandos um, on Monday night going up to Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia to see the Eagles. Um, <laughs> not a no. Not a no. And that's Yo, no disrespect, because I, I wouldn't know. be surprised if Washington won the game, but I'm going to go 9-0. Yo, Washington's been playing well since they got uh, since they, uh, Carson stopped quarterbacking, which is crazy, because he wasn't playing right. terrible, but they seem to play better with the other ball. But, um, right. I'm Even though the he, threw the the bad, he threw the bad interception that, that made them lose last week, so he came down to earth. Yo. But. You know, Carson been Yeah, I just, I just want to, I just want to say, Eagles, like, yo, like, I get it, but y'all can't keep bringing Meek out, dog. Like, y'all can't yeah, keep bringing Meek out. Dog. And like, it's, it's Monday, Monday night, night so you know they're going to. You know everybody in Philly. No, they got to go, yo, game, bring out Jasmine Sullivan. Yo, I mean, the Ruth, bring out, like, bring out Gilly in there. Like, yeah, that's up. Yo, fly <laughs> we in Eve, Yeah, that's fly up. In, yo, yo, fly in Eve, like, Black Thought. All right, like. Yo, bring Pretty Crack Yo, let, back, man. Pretty Crack is Let Del P do it. Call Del P out there. Let Del P rock. Kill Moody. Like, kill Moody. Like, yo, y'all, y'all can't <laughs> right. bring the boy out to sing this song, yo, dog. Yo, grab Chuck Belafonte. Somebody, man. Like, <laughs> yo, anybody. Tracy Bob, Lee. Like, yo, anybody, <laughs> like, dog. Yo, RJ Payne. Because even with me, you can't keep only bringing one song. That's like the Philly anthem. Yo, only. But at some point, he's going to lose the second the Philly anthem. Yeah. And it don't sound the same in the football stadium either. Like they be rocking it about. It don't yeah. sound the same in football though. Like yo, it didn't even it didn't even sound the same the six hundred times they played it at the Eagles parade. Like it's like yo, yeah, like, y'all playing that again? Like yo, ah. y'all got yeah, y'all got chill though. Y'all gotta find something else. Like anyway, but I'm still taking the birds, man. I, I think hope the this stadium's gonna be crazy. <laughs> wow. All right, man. Real quick, we're gonna go to the phone lines. Tobias is not my fault. It's their fault that you're going to get this two-minute call. Yeah, <laughs> What's up, Tobias? Roll Boy. Boy, man, fuck Alabama, man. They need to get butt broken <laughs> away. They look this year. 
Oh, oh, oh. Damn. Damn. But, hey, but uh, Tobias, you know why it took so long for us to get to your call, right? Why? You. Because you had to get rid of Rob? <laughs> nah, the juice. Hey, Yo, by the way, yeah, yeah, by the way, yeah, yeah, my name was Schwartz. You would have picked that phone up quick. But uh, <laughs> by the way, the views expressed by me today are those of Robert or mine and not anybody else. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, couple of things here. I know Dan's like that video where the Alabama linebacker was running with the tight end. Tight end cut left. He's still running deep. But, hey, we like to call that players a dumb. But, I don't know what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> but, y'all talk about this Kyrie stuff, right? The prop, it's like, it's one of those things where it's also showing how cowardly a lot of people are. Like the black guy with media and stuff. I'm not saying you got to say, screw these people. One, we had Jalen Rose out here making hostage videos because he said a woman, they should have had her name too. I was like, after a while, I thought Jalen was going to give his name, rank, and serial number like he was a POW. But, uh, <laughs> you know. But yeah, he definitely looked like he, it's was, like, he was in the hospital. My thing, the whole, my thing is saying, hey, if y'all was offended, just apologize, move on. Why are they still talking about this? <laughs> you know? Uh, and the crazy part is, I'm agreeing with Magnus on some of this stuff, and I had to take, like, three cold showers in the same day. Uh, <laughs> but the one thing is that, like, be also talk about the communities, right? I've yet to see, as Jimmy liked to call it, uh, touchable Whitlock or untouchable Candace Owens. Uh, they stay on cold. They are together as a people kind of financially with us. We got people that say the white man light shines a little bit brighter, got a little bit more halogen in there. You know, his, his filaments are a little bit better than a light bulb. Fairness, in fairness to bias, though we, we can acknowledge that, that the untouchable community has been through a lot. They've been through a ton. I don't think, and I'm not creating the victim Olympics, Olympics, but I don't think there's any group of human beings on the face of this earth that have gone through what we have gone through and there is a conscious, decisive, concentrated effort, any sort of culture and coded culture asunder. Pull it asunder when it has to do with us, particularly in this country and in the Western world. So it's like we can look at ourselves and the lack of unity, but even that narrative is perpetuated because there are a myriad of examples in this country where we did come together and it was stomped out. And guess what? Those, those instances are not promoted or talked about. They leave it in the dark so that we perpetuate the narrative that we ourselves don't work well together as, as well, a people. And but here's, we'll the, here's, here's the thing also. I want to add to that, B. Austin, real fast, though, because, again, this, this happens when you get out of your bubble and you speak to people from the untouchable community. They all don't have it together, but the difference is we get held to like you know you know our our bottom our bottom cast we we are all looked at like our bottom cast when instead of all of us being looked at as our top. There's also mm-hmm. a book by a doctor uh, Doctor George who is called the post traumatic slave syndrome, in which he talks about how like there are still effects to this day that come from the transatlantic slave trade and, and, and how that affects us now. Oh yeah. Clear and by the way, so it's like so 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 
but I get your, but I do, but I do get your point. But that's why it's hard for us to stay on code. Think about it. Think about how Ice Cube, who had a whole history of being there for his people, got treated um, when he oh, was trying to. He actually went to try Just to get something for him. Right. Yo, <laughs> yeah. listen. Yeah. I was listening to um, I was listening to a Steve Harvey interview. Shout out to uh, Troy Rashad to Earn Your Legion. They did this interview with Steve Harvey, but Steve Harvey said that. He went to meet with uh, Ben Carson, who at the time was the director of HUD. He was like, man, look, I got this idea for this way to help the community. He said he wasn't even meeting with Trump. He went to meet about housing and bringing, like, you know, um, some sort of, like, a community center to his to his neighborhood in Cleveland. He said when he was getting on the elevator, Trump was there. Trump got off the elevator and took a picture while he was standing there. He said our people crucified him. You remember that when they said that he was meeting with uh, a – he said, yo, I didn't get yeah, the boy. He said, the boy, yo, he said, the boy just snapped. Yo, the boy said he just snatched the photo. Fo- the boy just snapped the photo while he was standing there. And he said that was the one time when his people heard him. He said, because they called him all kinds of coons and Uncle Toms. He was like, yeah. yo, the boy took a photo. Yeah. I wasn't even looking. And you know what, guys? One thing also is, one, I hope those untouchable people knew Jimmy was black when he slung on some of those houses. You know, I know it's a surprise when they found hey, out you're a yo, problem. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about, man. Jimmy got white Mike doing the negotiation for him, but uh, I'm, you I'm know, but him. I don't know what yeah. about, hey, but like one thing I remember, there was a brother in, in Detroit who had a restaurant to chef, and with Trump Jr. came an event there. Mind you, we know that's money, but also people who with deep pockets and they like everything, they'll come back and there's more deep pockets, right? They canceled no. that man; his restaurant shut down. And I just think that with us, right? Can I say this? Can I say this though? And and, and I hear you guys, and I think that you you're 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 looking at it with a a fairly intelligent intelligent and nuanced eye. But if 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 we look at it from the perspective of the brother minister, even yo, I gotta listen to that later. They represent the enemy, and they represent the face of the oppressor and oppression. So oh, I was getting there. Like, yo, you selling, you selling out to shake hands on the other side of the aisle. And again, I think that goes back to it. It, it can all, all problems and 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 misunderstandings can be solved by efficient and effective communication. The messaging that has to happen when you're meeting with an opponent. We'll call it an opponent because all politics is is war without the bloodshed. You mm-hmm. have to be able to show and demonstrate to those that are a part of your army exactly what the agenda is and why. And because of what we've been through in this country, it's understandable when people jump to a conclusion when they see you meeting with the orange dude who's the face of white supremacy. It's understandable. No, I get it. I get it. But you also got to understand politics, right? We also got to understand that. All warfare is based on deception, according to Sun Tzu, that is. So that wasn't even real. You know what I'm saying? That, what, that picture, that whole moment wasn't even real. And, and by the way, just to add this to the conversation, Tobias, uh, Phil Knight just came out and was like, he thinks that they're done with Kyrie for good. Like, he says he doesn't. He doubts that they could ever go back and work with him again at Nike. I was mad because I had a pair of custom Kyries I was working on, and they're gone. I was like, thanks a lot, Kyrie. Uh, but <laughs> they still in the cart. You know, <laughs> They, they were in the cart no more. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I was there hitting the button. But, 
You know yo, one thing also? Yo, he he low key, he low key had the best sneaks there though. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, but y'all was talking about B. Austin was saying. He is right about And plus, we're still living with our effects and being thrown in our faces every day where we got it to black folks so shell-shocked, they're afraid to even ask for anything, their retribution. But uh, I just think that the Nets, they gave this guy Kyrie labors like he was Hercules with his labors. You know, the pride they ask him to kill a lion like they asked Hercules to do, you know. But, uh, you know, but I just think that after a while, it's just overkill. And I'm like, just, hey, the man apologized. The man didn't even say if he saw the movie or not. He was posted a link. He didn't even say anything. And now you wonder why some of these people don't speak. I know you guys got to run. I'll say these quick things real quick. Man, screw Isaiah Thomas or screw Scotty Pippen. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, you know. All right, uh, man. I'll let us next week. Hey, but uh, I'll say this real quick. Scotty Pippen, I'm still laughing at him because all that smoke he had for Mike. But as soon as the 75th anniversary celebration came up, what was he at waving on camera? <laughs> you know, but also the 49ers are a good, uh, might be a good bet for seven points too much. The Chargers are terrible on the ground. But Jimmy G would give him a ball. But also this other one, fellas. Take Seattle over the Bucks. Seattle's been awesome against the spread this year. The Bucks are down a top pass rusher at Shaq Barrett. Uh, they have no speed on offense either. And the offensive line has been in shambles, and Brady hasn't been good, despite the media hasn't been able to, don't want to critique him on that one. That's a good one there. Yeah, man. You're right. You're right. Listen, we got to run, though, because we got to get out of here in a couple minutes, man. Come back um, Come back next week, as always. We'll see if Alabama got to How about you answer my damn phone earlier? How about that? I mean, listen, I can't control what Dev do. I know. <laughs> hey, but you guys have a good one. And Fred Purdue, remember, the reason HBCU is because white people created with their own money because they ain't want black people going to white schools. Just remember that. But, hey, you guys have a good one. All right, good brother. <laughs> hey, Tobias. Tobias, y'all. What's Tobias? Right, peace, guys. Oh, damn, till Saeed. All right, so let's see. Uh. Let me see. We got some else on the line right now? I don't think that's uh, Casey Mack. Let me see. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's Casey Mack. That's oh, okay. Damn. Casey right. Mack. Oh, I didn't know I was on there. <laughs> Casey, oh. Casey, you good? What's up, oh, fellas? Are you trying to listen? Oh, all right. What's going on, fellas? What's up, man? <laughs> I was using this one, too, as I always do. All right, all right. Well, we're going to wrap up in a second. Free Kyrie. All right, man. Free Kyrie. <laughs> Free Kyrie. Free Kyrie. He can, Free Kyrie. He can do it on two. <laughs> all right, Go man. Chief. <laughs> hey, listen, man. I know if Kyrie do his own shoes now, them joints will probably go crazy. Yo, Kyrie can troll and do his own shoes and put them for sale on Amazon. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So one thing so that happened this week while we were on the Grizz Naive, Jim, what was that? Yeah, only thing that happened while we was on the grind, man, and I don't even know what this means, but they said Brittany Griner got moved to a Russian penal colony. That sounds extreme. It sounds harsh. Um, free to ball, because that sounds crazy. Yeah. I don't know what a penal colony. I got Google. Her, her being moved to anything penal is interesting. <laughs> yeah. I can't really. Yo. Her. Yo, <laughs> hey, come on, A, a colony, though? A pe- like, that sounds like a, a, a Outside jail or something, right? Like it sounds real harsh. 
And it sounds like it's, the only know, thing the guards I... ain't going to help you if you're getting beat down. It just sounds weird. Like, you're just moving somebody to a colony. They trying to roof her. Yeah, dog. That's Him, um, her, whatever. Yeah, dog. Oh. Free the ball, man. Yo, so um, before, yo, let's talk about real quick so we can get out of here. What happened to Dayton Sports History? Uh, this Dayton Sports History brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know what it is. Go get your copy. WarroomSports.com, SportsTheBook.com. Uh, just don't miss that movement. All right. This date in sports history, November 10th, 1940, was a day that the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Philadelphia Eagles played one of only four penalty-free games in NFL history. The Steelers won this game 7-3 at Forbes Field in Pittsburgh. Can y'all imagine a football game going Never. out of penalty Never. being called? These refs must have been on some Never. Reggie Roby time. They had something to do, so they were trying to get this over with. Yeah. Um, also, also back in the day, you can commit homicide and not get a pass interference call. True, but I was about to say shout out to Vegas, but that probably was, this probably was some Atlantic City action going on in this game. We don't gonna call nothing Yo, <laughs> at all. All right, real so, quick, man. Let's get out of let's get out of here. Bet man. the under on how many penalties the they gonna call. <laughs> I would say that we'll be here uh, next week, but I don't know. At the B Austin thoughts, we may or may not be here next week. But to, you know, what I mean, you know, I see how we get treated by the untouchable community. But listen though, um, shout out to everybody for all the support as always, man. The bottom line is this, man. Please, please stay safe in these streets and check out everything that we have to offer at the hub, which is warroomsports.com. Find social media, find the content, find everything. My book, Sports the Book, is also at warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on Tills Naive.
www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it. <laughs>